Okay, now. Hello? Now, darling, let me just tell you something. Coming to you from Savannah, Georgia, the man who has more rules than Moses, this is Honestly with Paul Reed. Welcome, everybody, to the first episode of Honestly with Paul Reed. My name is Eric Davidson, and it's my pleasure to introduce to everybody Mr. Paul Martin Reed. Hello, Paul. Hey, Eric. How's everyone doing today? Doing great. Today, we are starting a journey to introduce to everyone who does not know Paul and also to remind everybody who does know Paul of the Paul Martin Reed rules for parties and for holidays and for decorating and for having a baby nursery and for styling your hair and for... For life in general. For life in general. And um, today we want to start out with our first episode just talking in general a little bit about the why behind starting this podcast. So, Paul, what's the why behind what we're doing? Well, i tell you, Eric, it has occurred to me more recently that... I really do live a life of rules, and I have certain standards and certain rules that I think that you should live by. Well, frankly, they are the right way. You know, I think that growing up in Savannah and being born and raised here, that the South has really made me who I am, and that, you know, they have have instilled such uh, social standards and good graces about the way life should be lived. And, you know, there's no offense to all y'all Yankees, but I'm just going to tell you that the Paul Reed way and the Southern way is the right way. Well, it's the bougie way, right? That's what you like oh, to say? Oh, absolutely. It, it's the, if you want to do things proper and with class, it is the well-to-do way. And I'll attest over the last six months since I've started working with Paul um, I have learned so much about shoes and clothes and uh, daily I've received feedback on my shoes and my clothes and other things um, in my life that I can just say thank you to Paul. Well, I'm sure, Eric, you've also received some uh, uh, some of my crazy antics that you probably didn't care for, but I'm you know me, I don't hold my tongue. I don't hold back for anybody. Paul Reed is always vocal and is going to tell you whether what I think, whether you like it or not. Well, as I always tell Paul, it's either zero or a hundred. That's there's, right. There's no eighty-eight in Paul Paul Reed's world. There's no gray area in Paul Reed's world. It's black or white, and um, it, it you know, but that's just how I am. And honestly, I think back. My mother has always been kind of black or white. There's no gray area with her. She Love Pawnee. Love Pawnee. Oh, listen. I would not be here without Mama. Mama is my saving grace. She's my best friend. I love her to pieces. But Mama always said when we were children, if she told us what she wanted us to do, she would always follow the statement up with, and I don't mean maybe, which tells you right there, there is no gray area. Well, so, Paul, what we're going to do is we're going to start talking about some of these different things, areas of life. We're going to get the PMR, the Paul Martin Reed rules for those different areas. Okay. And so today, what are we going to talk about? What area are we talking about today? Well, today I'm excited to talk about 4th of July. I really think that 
the 4th of July is an important holiday during our year. And it's occurred to me over the last 30 years of my life that everybody enjoys celebrating 4th of July. It is a holiday that everybody that lives here can celebrate. And so what are you and your family doing for the 4th of July? Well, Eric, for those of y'all who don't know me, I am the oldest of 14 grandchildren. I know people are thinking, oh my word. Well, let me just tell you, it has been the greatest joy of my life to be the oldest of 14 grandchildren. They're all like brothers and sisters to me. And it's kind of like a Brady Bunch. But I tell you what, it is truly amazing. It is, we have the best time together. And my grandparents are the most wonderful people. My grandmother's this petite, beautiful lady from Pilot Mountain. And my granddad's this tall, handsome, slender man from Hickory. And together they have just made this wonderful family. And we are so excited to be going to our family lake house to celebrate the 4th of July. So, so everybody's getting together. Everybody's going to get together. Now, let me just tell you, not all of those people at, that are going to be at the lake house are going to do it the Paul Reed way. But the bottom line is they know what the Paul Reed way is, and they've had to make their own choices whether or not they want to do it that way. Some people like to buck my system, you know, and that's okay to each his own. You know, everybody's entitled to their opinion, but they all know in the back of their minds that the Paul Reed way is always the right way. So that leads us um, to the question of what's Paul Reed's way for 4th of July. Don't answer that question yet. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to jump into Paul Martin Reed's rules for the 4th of July. Okay, see y'all soon. Well, welcome back, everybody. It's uh, episode one of Honestly with Paul Martin Reed. Paul, welcome back. Thank you, Eric. I'm glad to be here today, and I'm glad to be able to share um, my thoughts and rules for the topic at hand. And the topic today is 4th of July. What are you going to do? How do you plan for it? Um, how do you make the 4th of July um, a great day? And so, with that, I want to ask you, what are some of the two or three things just off the top of your head that you immediately think about as far as some of Paul, some of your rules for the 4th of July? Well, you know, when I think of, of holidays in general, I often think of color. And so what appeals to me the most about 4th of July is the red, white, and blue. And I really, I really let that just kind of dwell in my spirit. And I think about blue hydrangeas and pretty red and white cloths. And, you know, I think about fun, but I feel like the 4th of July is a little more casual. You don't have the the pomp and circumstance of Christmas at 4th of July, which you don't have the, you know, the, the poised reverence of Easter. Right. You can, you can throw out the grill put ribs on the grill, have a great pre-mixed cocktail by the pool, and have just a fun-filled day outside with your family and friends. And But it can be done 
the right way, which is always the Paul Reed way. Of course. It's always bougie, and it's always done well. When you think about, you hit on a couple things that I want to ask you of. Uh, when you think about food, what is one or, one or two of your favorite Paul Reed um, dishes for Fourth of July? Well, honestly, Eric, I think that you can never go wrong with chopped or pulled pork barbecue for Fourth of July. I just think there's nothing more appropriate. It's it's just a good go-to. You can people can go down the buffet line and they can put it on their plate or they can make a sandwich with it or they can put it on top of a salad. They can do anything with it. It's a versatile meat. And I think you can never go wrong with potato salad. Paul Reed is a potato salad fan. I make the best potato salad. And it's, it's as my friend uh, Timothy would say, I make it like you're supposed to. And that's the, that's the good old Baptist church cookbook potato salad. You know, mustard, mayonnaise, maybe a little sour cream, sweet pickles. Do not give Paul Reed any potato salad with dill pickle relish. Uh-uh. 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 That is against Paul Reed's rules. Okay. So if you're going to make your potato salad, we get into the first rule. You make your potato salad the correct way. Google you a good old Baptist church recipe for potato salad and make it that way. Make sure it's got good mustard, mayonnaise, and you know I only like Duke's mayonnaise, sweet pickle relish, eggs, potatoes, and I tell you, I love a little bacon in my potato salad. Okay, okay. In my potato salad because I just think it just gives it that extra flair that just in the flavor once it sits the bacon just it just makes it for me okay well that sounds good i may have to let you bring some of that back to work next week and 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 sample it myself (laughs) oh y'all let me tell y'all eric is always looking for a to-go plate and i i do pretty well uh keeping him full if i say so myself and so let me ask you this what is um a paul martin reed special uh, to go to drink, specialty drink, for the 4th of July? Well, Eric, I tell you, you know, the summertime in the South, the peach trees are blooming. We've got fresh ripe peaches that are so sweet. I think you can always make a spiked peach tea that is just great. Everybody loves tea here in Savannah. And, you know, if you don't like tea, something's wrong with you. So... I just don't know what to tell you if you don't like tea. Okay. But I think, I tell you, my brother-in-law is, a, um, he's a, a master mixologist by hobby. Uh-huh. And he, I was having a party last summer and I said, Brian, I am, I need you to mix me up a good spiked peach tea. And he did. He got some peach schnapps and we sliced up some fresh peaches for the garnish with some mint and I tell you what, you just go to your local beverage store, package store, and get you some good peach schnapps, a good peach vodka, and you make some fresh peach tea and and, and throw some fresh lights peaches in there and some mint leaves, put pour it over ice, and you've got a great little cocktail that you can keep adding to uh, as the day goes on 
as long as you've got, you know, a good stash of, of fresh peach tea, you can pretty much go and, and keep adding to it. And it's already a pre-mixed cocktail. You know, you don't have to worry about having a bartender at your party. You don't have to necessarily worry about having a full bar. It's kind of like, this is it, and we've got some other, you know, cold beverages already iced, and this is it. Like it or lump it, dig it or dump it, as Mama would say. There you go. Go, Pawnee. Well, um, hit me with a couple things. One, what are some don'ts for a Paul Reed party for the 4th of July? Don't what? Don't show up at Paul Reed's party with some bought appetizer. If you don't know how to cook and you don't know how to make a good appetizer that's on the proper plating, don't bring no plastic platter to Paul Reed's 4th of July now. You know, Paul Reed has a, Paul Reed has a no-go for plastic. He does not like paper plates, he does not like paper napkins, and he definitely does not do plastic cutlery. Mm -mm. If you are coming to Paul Reed's party, you are gonna have silver. I don't care if it's 4th of July, Jesus's birthday or my birthday, we gonna have silver. Okay. So if you cannot if you cannot make a good appetizer or a good side, you just show up and have a good time. I would rather it's more important for me to have you there than for you to put something on my table that I don't approve of. Well, that's good. And that means I won't be bringing an appetizer anytime. Well, soon. and it takes the pressure off of these people that worry about what they're gonna bring. This is out for everybody to know. If you're coming to Paul Reed's party and you don't know how to cook or you don't feel confident in your skills in the kitchen, don't bring anything but yourself. Okay, check. What's another one? What's another don't for a Paul Reed party? Another don't is you don't call and say, can I bring so-and-so? If their name was not on the invitation, they are not invited. Mama always said, you do not go to a party unless you have an invitation in your hand. You know, and so many people just think, oh, well, I'll invite Joe down the street and I'll invite Sally from the church. We're not doing that. If I invite you, it's because I want you to come. I don't want Sally that I don't know from the church to come. And I don't want Joe to come. So, you know, stick to the invitation, be polite, go and have a good time because the host of the party has planned and they have they have done good to, to kind of gauge how many people they were gonna have. Don't call and throw a last minute wrench in the plan because what's the person gonna say to you? Well, no, you can't bring that person. Well, that's rude, they're not gonna say that. They're gonna say, oh, sure, it's fine, tell them to come on. In the back of their mind, they're pulling one of those, you know, Southern, little antics that we have oh sure it's fine you get off the phone with them they say well i can't believe she would call me and tell me that you know but it's the truth right that that is just the thing I, paul reed is is funny about that and and send an invitation don't do that oh i'm just calling to invite you it's a last minute thing no 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 send a paper invitation you know my i have a dear friend here her name is liz palais and Liz Palais' mother always said, when uh, we were talking because her granddaughter was getting married, and, and I was sitting on the sofa. Liz owns a, a very nice um, furniture consignment store here in Savannah. And I was sitting on a sofa in her store talking to her mother one day, and she said, you know, Paul, she always said, darling, I told Liz when they were sending out wedding invitations, 
if you cannot send a hand engraved wedding invitation, do not send one at all. Just put it in the church bulletin. Well, I have to give it to the late Miss Bauer. She is correct. So if you are going to have a party, send an invitation. Okay. And it doesn't have to be hand engraved. It can be simple, but send an invitation. I don't care if you think people are just going to throw it in the trash. It's just the right thing to do. So in summary, don't come up here with some plastic something with an appetizer bought from a store. Correct. Don't do it. And don't call and ask if you can bring your cousin to the party if they weren't on an invitation. Right. Well, you know, and you forgot, you're always supposed to send an invitation. And Not, send an invitation. Yeah, that's right. Don't call and say, this is just a verbal invitation. That is That was never good enough for Mama. Mm -hmm. If somebody called our house when we were children and said, oh, well, I'm having little Susie's birthday on Saturday. We'd like Paul and Carly to come. Mama would say, okay, we probably didn't even know the person called because Mama didn't have an invitation. We weren't going to go. Mm. I mean, Mama was old school, honey. Mm -hmm. You know, she went to school when Jesus was in kindergarten, and, and you just did things the right way. Well, Paul, let's, let's end our first episode um, with some of your insight. Uh, one of the things I do know about you is you know lots of good websites, lots of good uh, tricks of the trade. Share with us either a couple of um, tips uh, for a fun 4th of July party, um, maybe a website or something for people who can go find decorations. Um, you tell me. You're the guy that, that, that has the rules. So give us some something that maybe people don't know about. or. Well, Eric, I tell you, like I said earlier in the podcast, go to your local uh, farmer's market, your local... Um, fresh market or Whole Foods or a local market that you have there or even your neighbor's backyard. If they have got good hydrangeas, kindly ask them, can you have some? You cannot go wrong by simply making a simple arrangement in a simple glass vase or a, a pretty little compote or anything that you've got that you can, a little, even an old vintage glass pitcher. I, I have one that was my mom's grandmother's that is perfect for just putting some nice fresh water in and cutting some beautiful hydrangeas and putting those on your table. At least it looks like you went to the effort to have a fresh arrangement. I think have, that is one good tip for anybody that's having a 4th of July party. And the next thing is to have, to, to keep the food simple. Just have barbecue, potato salad, some coleslaw, maybe a nice fruit salad, say with like a maybe a mint glaze on it, um, and, and have throw get get out your linen napkins, folks. Just just get them out and iron them just a little bit. I, I'm not saying they have to be starched, but but don't put a wrinkled napkin on the table. You know that that'll just send Paul Reed over the edge. That'll just that'll just put me one one foot in my grave, and. Throw those on the table with some with some sterling forks and and some nice. You, they can be simple plates. They don't have to be fancy. Just a nice white plate, and have just a nice meal and just a time to reflect on all that we've been given here in this wonderful country. You know, you can even go to um, Home Goods is a wonderful place. They always have tables at the front with the decor for the upcoming holiday. You can always pick up inexpensive but relatively nice ideas or things you they, they always have napkins 
Um, even if they're paper. Now, I understand some folks can't abide by the Paul Reed linen napkin rule. If you got to use paper because you got a thousand cousins like I do, then by all means, but get you some Kaspari napkins. Go to Kaspari online, order you some napkins. They have the plates and everything to coordinate. It'll look very nice if you have to use paper. But if you can, um, if you can stand it to use your silver that your mother worked hard for you to inherit and that you can use your linen napkins that your grandmother gave you when you got married. I know some of y'all ladies haven't even pulled them out the box and granny's been in the grave 20 years. Let's get those things out the box. Well, thank you, Paul. This has been a fun first episode. We're going to continue this. Um, the thing we would like to ask everybody who's listening, and uh, we've already had uh, quite a response from the people that heard we were creating this podcast. We need you to subscribe to Honestly with Paul Martin Reed, and we need you to um, leave a rating and a review. Uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, that'll help us uh, get up when, they, when people are searching and, and trying to find this. Also, um, we're going to put a link out, um, give you the opportunity to uh, ask or suggest topics. Um, and I, I can tell you if it's a decorating question, if it's a holiday question, if it's uh, any type of a style question, uh, Paul has an opinion, Paul has some rules, and um, they're Remember, usually pretty good. Paul reads ways the right way. Honestly, folks, I mean that. It's the truth. Well, that's going to wrap it up for today um, on our first episode of Honestly with Paul Reed. We want to say thank you. Thank you to Paul. Thank you, Eric. Thank you for everyone that's listening. I look forward to more, and I'm really excited to be doing this. Okay, now, hello, now, darling, let me just tell you something. Coming to you from Savannah, Georgia, the man who has more rules than Moses, this is Honestly with Paul Reed.